Hello and welcome to episode 117 of the Perth to Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to heart of Midlothian Football Club. The Jambos are still considered the best of the rest in Scotland for the time being, uh, despite a dismal defeat against Rangers before bouncing back to beat Dundee United at Tynecastle. Joining me, Adam Kennedy, to discuss the most recent duo of heart of Midlothian matches is Daniel McIver. McIver, how are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, we'll get into it, but we saw a moment. Well, I saw in the flesh a oh, moment. Here we go. Uh, so, what was history. that? Less than a minute, and you're already getting that jab in. Yeah, thanks. Maybe we'll get to that. But yeah, I'm doing very well. How are you? Great. <laughs> <laughs> life's, life's great. What can I say? I mean, missed both Hearts games. Dad took the ticket. Wasn't particularly pleased with taking them for both matches. But I've seen something that I don't think as will top anything else in what the best part of forty years since he's been going. So yeah, so yeah, um, I'm not sure what I make of the. Well, actually, I do know what I make of the 180 minutes. As we're going to get into this, and I'm sure that we'll have differing views, and it'll all be fine. Yeah. And yeah, it'll be, it'll be yeah. Whoa, come on, the great times. Um, we're going to go around the grounds first and foremost. Uh, there was a plethora of midweek matches, a full fixture card. Uh, in the cinch to kick off uh, February as long uh, along with end January. Uh, the last January match saw Ross County and Hibernian play out a one-each draw in Dingwall. That was the night that we recorded, actually, uh, ahead of the f- other five fixtures that took place on the Wednesday, uh, the first of which saw 10-man Aberdeen lose 3-1 to St Mirren at Pitaudry, former Dons Curtis Main and Declan Gallagher coming back to pile on the agony against their former club which just made for sensational viewing uh, Celtic blew Livingston away 3-0 inside the first half uh, but that was the full time score at Parkhead uh, Kilmarnock beat relegation rivals Dundee United by a sole goal uh, courtesy of a wonderful Danny Armstrong strike which was obviously good news given that we played United on the weekend uh, and Motherwell speaking of sides at the bottom their struggles <laughs> continued uh, they just can't play at Fur Park as St Johnston now have more wins in North Lanarkshire in the Scottish Premiership this season than Motherwell do. Uh, they won 2-0 to ex-Hibs players grabbing the goals and they now have, like I say, two wins as opposed to Motherwell's one. What did you make of the other fixtures, the, uh, the midweek matches within the greatest league in the world? Um, Honestly, because we're going back a bit, I, I kind of have more thoughts on the most recent ones, but there were a couple of games... I, we'll get to it when we cover Dun, the Dundee United game. I think I've been going mental recently with the reaction to red cards. Because right. I do not understand how Aberdeen thought they had any basis in appealing... For Ross to be overturned. Ross, he literally just elbows a guy in the face and thought, well, like, it's not a red card. <laughs> it's like... I think he's just ran past and elbowed them in the face. And people are like, well... It's because his run was cut off, so he's trying to move. And it's like, yeah, you can try and move. But that's not what he did. He just, <laughs> just jammed his elbow in somebody's face. Yeah. Um, yeah, Aberdeen... I mean, we'll get to the result of the weekend. Slight bit of positivity, but just apart from that, just seem just a clusterfuck at the minute. I have no <laughs> idea what's happening with them. Uh, speaking about potential challenges, fair play to Hibs try to pretend that that Marshall challenges a foul like you can't tell either way I think whatever the ref gave VR would have stood 
So he gave a goal, so VR's going to go, well, we can understand why. I think if he blew for a foul, VR would also go, yeah, we understand why. So take it on the chin. And in fairness, if your opponents are scoring directly from a corner kick against you, that pretty much speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Celtic did what I expected Celtic to do, really. And just, I saw a stat. I think I'm right. Apologies if I'm wrong, but I think in the last 42 games that Motherwell have played they've won 8 bloody hell I think that's since January 2022 so since coming back from the winter break last season well I know a good Motherwell mate of mine Stevie he's, he told me the stat that they've won 3 league matches at Fur Park since Boxing Day 2021 we're now in February 2023 no way that's well, we all know what's going to happen in the next league oh, fixture. Oh, without a shadow. <laughs> and three of those fixtures, one was against us, when we just yep. had third wrapped up. And I think, did we take the lead and lost 2-1? Potentially. Or we equalised, maybe. Was it Ginelli? And we lost 2-1. What a time yeah. to be alive. So basically, gave them their European adventure. They were humiliated yeah. and sacked Graham Alexander off the back of it. So you're See, well, it was worth it. You're welcome, Motherwell fans. Yeah, exactly. Um... However, our midweek match saw second place Rangers come to Tynecastle. I really don't want to talk about this game because I was really quite angry in that first 45 in particular. I got some interesting messages for you at half time. Oh my god. I think, uh, well, I'm saying that, like, I'm trying to sort of have this conservative effort to keep the podcast PG. I do tend to go on little rants or <laughs> drop the occasional F-bomb. Um, but it's because I'm passionate. It's because I care. Um, so we'll keep those messages private because, yes, I was not a happy chappy. Um, and I was a very confused chappy when I saw the team selection, Daniel McIver. Robbie Nielsen made five changes uh, to the side that dropped 0-0 with Livingston uh, the previous Sunday in that absolute snooze fest. Uh, James Hill, Robert Snodgrass, Barry Mackay, Josh Janelli and Garan Kual replaced Nathaniel Atkinson, Arrestus Kiermaier-Solklu, Cami Devlin, Utaro Oda, and Stephen Humphreys. I think that's right. Um, <laughs> so Hearts lined up in a three-five-two. Well, yeah, Hearts lined up in a three-five-two, but nobody knew that it was a three-five-two because yeah. the personnel in said three-five-two was Xander Clark in goal, Toby Civic, Kai Rolls, and Stephen Kingsley in the back three. James Hill at right wing back, uh, Alex Cochran at left wing back, and a midfield trio of Garan Kuehl and Barry Mackay, either side of 35-year-old Robert Snodgrass, with Lauren Shankland and Josh Ginelli up front. You're nodding along, you're smiling, but you must have been just as confused as I was when you saw that band of names and next to no explanation for it. The reason I'm smiling is because it's just clearly a laugh, isn't it? He's just clearly went, fuck this. Just go to jerk folk out, see what happens. Um, I'll say this immediately, right? Uh-huh. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that tactic. 3-5-2, yes. mid- three in the middle against Rangers, playing two up top, Gino off the shoulder, Shanklin dropping a wee bit deeper. That, if you just look at the formation, I, makes sense. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That, that speaks to me as though... You're looking to cause some damage as the hosts. It's merely the personnel within said formation that I just cannot wrap my skull around whatsoever. 
I just liked the image of five minutes into the game on the bench, Grant and Keo just looking at each other like, were we meant to be playing? Was Andy Halliday not on the bench mids. as well? Yeah, so <laughs> that we're three or centre just mids. scratching the noggins. What the hell's going on here? And we've only actually played one centre mid. Um, the Garang one for me is the biggest. Sorry, in saying that, George Grant and uh, Arrestus Kiyomotsoglu, think of the money that we spent on that pair alone. I have to drop this in there because that must be a good what three quarters of a mil I think it's like 650 or something 650 700k just sat yeah. on the bench and um, he played two wingers in their position as I say the Garang one was the, the weirdest one for me in the sense of I saw afterwards Nielsen was like he needs to work on his defensive duties and some people took it a wee bit out of context being like we didn't want me to defend. That isn't <laughs> what Nielsen necessarily meant. He meant when we are defending as a team, he needs to work a wee bit better and learn that. But playing them that deep is insane. Like, he's never played there for club nor country. And obviously, I am also Newcastle and my English team. It was very funny to be watching my Twitter feed as Hearts fans react to the team and then interspliced with everything was the occasional Newcastle fan page going, we believe that Garan Cuyol is playing centre midfield for Hearts tonight, and just 800 Newcastle fans going, recall him, get him back, <laughs> like, what is this loan? So yeah, it was just... Were these the same accounts that were praising his performance at Livingston despite missing that absolute sitter? Yeah, 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 basically. Nice. Um, I didn't get to see that they showed a keen interest in Scottish football. Garan did do well against Livingston when they came on, he just missed that sit. Yeah, but, yeah fair enough. I think Robbie maybe went with the right. I get accused of being too negative, am I? I'm going to play eighty percent attackers. Let's go and see what happens. And I said it was either going to be disastrous or a genius masterstroke. And I have a feeling it wasn't the latter. It certainly was not, as it got off to a nightmare start after just five minutes. Alfredo Manelos would have the ball in the net. Uh, this one was correctly ruled out for offside. Uh, after ca- coolly converting fashion Sakala's cross um, we are going to tally how many times Rangers had the ball in the back of the net because to me it was just really really depressing it, w- it was a lot it was a lot I think it was six all in all really? well three three disallowed goals and three goals no? oh right? right included I thought yeah. you meant disallowed and I was like I, I feel like I'd remember if there no, were no. six disallowed goals. No, no, I'm right. just talking about over the I piece. However, the first goal yeah. that would count would arrive after eight minutes. Um, and we've already alluded to him, but Garan Kual and Borna Barisic collided in the middle of the park. A, f- a poor first touch is pounced upon by Glenn Kamara. Rangers take it quickly through Borna Barisic. Ryan Kent scampers off down the left-hand side, floats into the middle of the box, and there is Alfredo Morelos to head home from a manner of yards out. Um, we'd already received a warning a few minutes before MacIver. Um, Alfredo Morelos loves a goal against Hearts, but that to me really was shocking defending. I think it was emblematic of a team who didn't know where anybody was really playing and being completely switched off from a set piece. It was I 11 think... strangers down Gorgie Road, really, wasn't it? Yeah. They've taken some from the diggers, some from the tiny arms. Some from Stratis and just gone. Here you go. Here's your opportunity tonight, boys. 
I think though, even with the lack of understanding of the game plan and the aspect of, for example, James Hill playing completely out of position, Garankio playing completely out of position, there isn't really any excuse for just not being awake at a set switching piece. off, yeah, totally agree. Especially so soon into a game, it's not like it was a 73rd minute and there's tired legs, it's like, this is the first 10 minutes, you need to be switched on, you need to be aware, and no one in a Hearts jersey is, apart from Xander Clark, who, if you watch it back, sees it happening in what to him must have been slow motion, and he just starts shouting generally, as if to just be like, it's, we're playing! Wakey, wakey! Play- Come on! And I think Clark, as a result, goes, I need to potentially try and claim this cross. And as a result, it just goes over his head and Morelos can just tap it in. That he does. And he would later flash one wide after receiving from John Lindstrom following a slack Robert Stodgrass pass. The boos were beginning to ring round McIver after 12 minutes. And understandably so, because this was just nowhere near good enough and far, far too easy. I spoke pre-match saying that Rangers were on a great run under Michael Beale. However, we were also on a fantastic run. So we should be full of confidence, have nothing to fear. And as you rightly said, we did look like 11 strangers. I think um, we just... I think the tactics were... It was just like... It's one of those situations where I think you just go, ah, we got it wrong. We tried to do something different. Tried to... Dominate the middle of the park. Again, I don't mind doing something different, but the two wingers is a crazy shout. Yeah. A crazy shout. I can't I can't for the life of me remember something so like blatantly wrong in terms of playing personnel and position in Scottish football. The last example I can really think of was do you remember when Livingston reached the League Cup final? I think they played St Johnston and Marvin Bartley was out on the Bartley? left wing. Yeah. 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 What was that all was that about? That is literally do you know what I mean? Do you know what I get I'm getting at though? Like I can't remember anything else that is so drastically wrong that you think And the best the best thing was nobody seemed to question why Robbie Nielsen played the players that he played in those positions. In what sense? Like, I don't mean no one questioned. I don't think he was asked about it by any journals post match. Oh, I see, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Uh, I'm not actually sure. I didn't listen to his sports sound after it, really. Um, and I, I couldn't be bothered watching it. As, back far, as far as I'm aware, I, I, might, I, might be, yeah. I might be wrong, but I, from, what I, from what I saw slash heard, nobody seems to I genuinely to don't that. know, actually. Um, I think. Again, there's good. There was a lot of hyperbole used on Wednesday night. I think we do just have to chalk this up to ah, Nielsen tried something different. I think we can all sit here and go, it was wrong and a lot of people did from the very start. A lot of people were like, maybe this is genius. Maybe it's a, it's going to confuse Rangers like they don't know what's happening. I don't mind that at Tynecastle. No, not at all. Yeah, good, I totally it, understand it, why Nielsen yeah. did the I don't understand why he played the two in the middle, but I understand why he went, right, my previous situations haven't been working. I've played pretty well against them at Ibrox, still got beat. I've played terribly at home, got beat. Right, let's change it up. Let's do something different. It just didn't work. No. 
Um, Hearts would try and get back in the game though probably passed up our best chance on 21 minutes looking to break after Lauren Shankland wins it oh. back from Sakala centres for Garan Kuol who slips in Barry Mackay on the outside of him who bears down on goal but Alan McGregor goes to ground and kicks away Mackay's effort which is virtually straight at him a shocking finish in what was our biggest chance of the half probably the entire match and to me I just thought of when he passed up a similar opportunity at Ibrox in the one all draw I thought this is a former Rangers player you know playing against his former club there might be a potential point to prove and he's fluffed these lines yet again in a big game McIver he out of everybody is the luckiest person that we didn't record an episode after this game I was thinking the that, that we're going to have to up the ante see if if Hearts get into the European group stages again next season we, we're going to have to try and turn out two a week so that these yeah. lucky bastards don't escape an absolute slewing from me time after time when it comes from domestic <laughs> fixtures that I can notice you hiding Barry you're a disgrace it's just I'd never play him again in a big game <laughs> I don't like I just I, don't I genuinely it. just wouldn't he's absolutely fine in games against the lower half of the table or even it like, looked like anybody. Messi on Friday night if he starts even I know I know he'll score 12 <laughs> against Alan and shush us but I j- if if we play in Europe the old firm in Hibs I wouldn't play him I just wouldn't I don't think he's any use to us in every big game I can think of he's barely turned up the two exceptions are kind of that weak last season where we played Hibs twice he was quite he got a really nice assist I thought he was decent in the time castle that day to be fair yeah. yeah and then he obviously gets the assist for Sims's goal to start with but generally he's never turned up against the old firm either side at either any of the grounds and just again I'm not going to lay too much into him because of his performance on yeah. Saturday the, the, this but is the thing Jesus. because like there's obviously everybody says it like the old cliche there's a reason why he's at hearts yeah. if, he, if he if he was as good against the lower rungs you know the the absolute manky mob of the cinch prem <laughs> the fact is he'd be too good for us so I don't know I, uh, but I just I would like to see a performance in a big game because it's I, I mean he's been here what near enough two years now and we've not mm-hmm. seen that yet yeah Never mind. Six minutes later, Rangers would have the ball in the net for a set uh, for a third time. Sorry, as they scored their second disallowed goal. Ryan Kent slipped in Sakala, but like I say, the goal was chopped off. Uh, a superb stop from Xander Clark prevented the visitors from doubling their advantage on thirty-three minutes. I love Stephen Kingsley to bits, but he oh, said right, we a need to speak about shocking him. pass, which we was picked up by him. Malik Tillman, who cuts back for Fashion Sakala. But fortunately, Xander Clark is there to spare our blushes. What uh, what have you got to say with regards to Stephen Kingsley's performance? He's just looked miles off it recently, hasn't he? Back in October, I said Stephen Kingsley doesn't get into my first choice defence, and I got a lot of shit for that. <laughs> I think he's now nowhere near our first choice defence. Wow. Would you like, go, Would you go flat back four then? Or what? You no, thinking? I'm saying a, a five oh, of Cochrane Smith left wing back. Rolls, Rolls Civic. Civic Smith. Yeah, hey, Hill. Hill. Sorry. Yeah, okay. I just. Kingsley's been Kingsley hasn't looked the same since he went to that Scotland camp 
It's as if... That's it, blame the national team. It's as if he went and got swapped by a clone. They cloned him, but took away his ability. Because in the last three games especially, Olivia Way at Rangers at home and Dundee United. <laughs> Sorry, we've just been sent some bloke that works at the Orium. <laughs> he's some gym instructor. His distribution has been... It's not even when you're like, oh God, he's missed... But like, for example... Snodgrass in the last few games has misplaced quite a few passes but you wouldn't go Snodgrass's distribution generally has been bad because he's made up for it more times than not with oh, okay yeah he's messed up a few passes but he's still taking the ball and he's still and he's distributing set, he's delivery, well. like he's the only one that can yeah. deliver from a corner or a free kick or whatever what's happened to Stephen Kingsley's ability to pass a football I, I don't know I, I don't know whether he just was that good last season that we've all raised our expectations that high and have thought that he plays to that level the entire time. Because he was great in the championship, don't get me wrong, but as well, soon as we got promoted, he, his levels yes, just went up. Yes. And it's like, it's sort of resorted back to previous. In the second half of that championship season, he was not at the level he was in the first half. That's because right. I think he just went, oh, we're, there's nothing to play for now. We're going to win this league, so I'm just not going to try that much. And if you remember... He'd signed a short-term deal initially, whereby we then extended it. And as soon as we'd extended it, I think I'm not going to say that it was put to the back of his mind per se, but he certainly didn't kick on after the contract had been signed. Yeah, but I was like, but I do I didn't love Stephen Kingsley to bits. I, I really yeah. because at his peak, he's a top top player. One of my favourites of the past. He's few arguably years, our best outfield player. Arguably, yeah. when he's at his best, but. We je- I think he's had a, an incredibly poor season, which has been marred by injury and all that kind of stuff, and which does need to be to taken into account. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Alex Cochran's filled in in basically every single position in this back line, whether it's a four, whether it's a three, whether it's a five. In the middle of a and three, Cochran's the been, left of a three. Yeah. yeah, Cochran's arguably been player of the season. I just don't... I think there's now like a level... Cochrane's become a level above Kingsley and I never saw that happening, especially wow. never this quickly. The decline of Stephen Kingsley. Interesting. I don't think it's a decline because no, you've, you've he's, still got, he's still got so much time. I think Alex Cochrane will end up being a better player for us Just in the long the term. he's got ahead of him. Yeah. But in fairness, we might sell Cochrane in the summer. Well, so, who knows? I know. The, the worst thing we could do is give him player of the year. We should just give player of the year to somebody that's barely... Co- I'll tell you who'd be a great player of the year candidate, who I suggested will get it last season. Gary McKay Stephen. Give him yeah. player of the year. Give him it. Fair play. That's his thank you as he leaves. <laughs> uh, Ryan Kent tried to bend one, and it diverted off Stephen Kingsley and out for a corner following that little exchange the Clark said. I take it all back. He smashed it. Great defensive actions. <laughs> and from that resulting corner, Rangers would double their advantage. Yeah. <laughs> James Tavernier opted to pass to fellow fullback Borna Barisic, who has all the time in the world. I, 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 I grant you, he's 25, 30 yards out, but he's unchallenged. He sends a poor ball to the back post which is then headed back across goal by Connor Goldson. And it's volleyed home by Malik Tillman. Very impressively, I might add, albeit from close range. Before you know it, it's 2-0 Rangers. Embarrassingly easy and, again, dreadful, dreadful defending. I'll hold my hands up. I have absolutely no memories of this goal. 
I can remember the first and last one, but I cannot remember this one apart from Tillman running away celebrating. That's all I remember. And this is the one where it pans to Connor Goldson and he's giving it all that. Oh, is that the, the one? Yeah. Oh, the, I thought I don't know why, stand. but I thought that was the first one. I don't know why. Can't stand Connor um, Goldson. Yeah, just just some laugh. Some laugh it was being sat there going, ah, okay, that this is what this is then. But that, like, oh, oh, I'm, tra- I'm trying, I'm, tra- I'm really trying to just not go tonto, but they make it so hard. <laughs> like, seriously, what is that? Do you, like, do you honestly not remember this goal? No, I genuinely don't. I've not watched what? any highlights back. Lucky time. you. See when, <laughs> see when Barisic gets the ball. Like, mm-hmm. no pressure. Like, at all. That, is, that to me is inexcusable. If you've tried, if you've given it your absolute maximum and we lose because they've got that little bit more quality than us, I, I can fully accept that. You've given it your all. I can't complain. This, this just looked like a training session, MacIver. It, it honestly looked like it was. It looked like Michael Beale had just gone outside Murray Park or wherever it is that Rangers train, plucked the first 11 folk off the street and went, I don't have any mannequins, can you just stand here and we can practice all day? That is what it looked like. Um, it's maybe I third against second. And this is, this Robbie is the and everybody at the club talks about ambition, wanting to catch, wanting to close the gap on the top two. Either back that up or stop saying it because no, it's so mixed messages. I have an issue with this. No, so I have an issue with that point because, and I've seen a lot of people, uh, that, that discussion actually seems to be one of the main things Hearts fans are talking about in the wake of this. I have absolutely no issue with that because what Nielsen and Savage always say, and it's kind of conveniently left out by papers, is that they always <laughs> kind of say it with the addendum of, we know it's not going to happen soon. We know that it's not going to suddenly just happen overnight. We know it's going to take a long process. But if we worry about what's above us, the stuff below us will take care of itself. And since Savage and Robbie have come in, that has been the case. Even just now where fans are worried that it's like, oh, well, third isn't done, which is very fair. We're saying that from a place seven points clear. Last Obviously, season, but I haven't played their game in hand. They could take it to four, but I get what you mean. Yeah, but you know, but yeah, even yeah. four points, we're clear in third. Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah, means. We, we can afford to slip up. Yeah. Basically, nine times out of ten, every other team in this league is going to get beaten by Rangers and Celtic. Of so course, I don't Robbie take any exception to that. Savage's mentality is clearly right. If we focus on what we can do over several years with European money back behind us to get closer to them we never need to think about any of the other teams below it McIver, so it's th- I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree with that but then I look at the bench and think the money that we've spent on the likes of George Grant and Arrestis Kiermaier are just too like that like, I, I'm yet to see what either of them contribute for the money that we've paid that does in fairness I think Grant's been really good the last couple of weeks off the bench but if he's that good and we've shelled out that sort of money for him, then he should be starting, in theory. There's a reason think, why he's not. I would say just now there isn't a reason why he's not. You, so he, he should start for you? 
Grant would with Devlin out. Grant is a first. Is the next replacement. Grant's in. Right. Okay. And say Cammy Devlin comes back, then he doesn't. Then he doesn't. But Grant, Grant could argue he should. Grant, in the last few performances that he's come on and shown, has he's shown a lot. So I would say Devlin. For me, De- it's it's me speaking about Cammy Devlin. No, of course. Devlin's more of a first choice than Snodgrass, just because I love Devlin. Well, my, but, my point is, he's the only one that's justified the dough that they've spent. Out the three but, that I've alluded to. But, again, it's not that Robbie's like, this money is what's going to be the thing that takes us. It's, yeah, listen, and again, we'll get to Keo, especially in this game, where he was one of our best players when he came on. And do you know what? I yeah, don't... L- looking at it, sorry, they brought off the bench Todd Cantwell who cost what one and a half mil and yeah. that's more than double the money you know, that but, we're yeah. talking about isn't yeah. to compete with them in the short term it's to get us away from the rest in the short but term my annoyance is then that I feel as though given the rest of the league we probably could identify sort of more this is going to sound silly but more kind of upper tier free agents then like if if we'd sign if we'd sign George Grant and Arrestus Kiermaier for free, I don't think fans would be moaning, or I certainly wouldn't be moaning, because I'm wanting justification for the dough that we spent. Yeah, but in today's game, I think that's how much it costs to get players of that quality. Jesus, then I'd, then I'd, just, I'd dread to see what the rest the of the league will look like in a couple of years because that's just yeah, that's and that's the thing. That's these why clubs it's do so not important. have the money. That's why, it's, and that's why I'm like good, because then we can pull away. I, my hope is that we become almost an island into ourselves, which I've said a few times Would here. You not argue we are already that. Not completely. If I think we, we're we, very if we close to it. Third for this season, a and couple next, of years. Or... What what I mean is, is that we're in a position where we go. Yep, we should beat everyone below us and let's hope that we can get a result against the top two. Whereas just now, are you confident about going anywhere in this league and guarantee getting a win? Um, well, I'm not confident. Wait, you could, I'm not you confident could about us going to Hamilton Aki's on Friday night. That's what I mean. Because so, like, there's that element of hearts that is still ingrained in us. That's whereby, what I mean. I would love it. Put it this way, I'd feel confident years. next week going to Motherwell. That's fair. That's but, fair. That's just but is that of because of us? In, or because of them? Probably more of the nick that they're in. I, I don't think I don't think we'll be great, but I'd fully expect us to go and scrape like a two one so, or a one nil or something. I mean, we battered them three 0 earlier on in the season, yeah. and that was a, never a three 0 game. But that's besides yeah. my point. Like, there's just I don't, I don't, what I would love <laughs> is we get to the stage in a couple of years after getting hopefully third two more times, is that we can have a squad where we can go yeah. Pretty much any ground in this league we can go to and I'll be confident. If we start now, re- winning regularly at McDermott Park, I might feel yeah. a bit different. But that's what I mean, we've done that. Look at what's happened this season already. We've done that. We've got over that. The main thing for me is beating Kelly at home. But <laughs> that's what I mean. So oh, why do I don't do have this? I don't have near as big an issue with Savage and Nielsen speaking about that because if the attitude is that and we don't meet it, in my opinion, the lowest point we get to then is third. And I'll take that. All right. I'm, look, I'm conscious of time, so I'm going to 
I was about to say, I did not expect yeah. to spend this amount of time on this game. I'm going to skip over most of the Rangers. Uh, Just speak about the goal. Because in fairness, it, exactly, we, we, didn't, we didn't carve out a lot. Like, Keogh was like, good when he came on, it was, and I'm buzzing for it. It was three going on 6-7 on another night. I mean, you really would not have been surprised if they'd have made it 5-6, Yeah. if I'm being honest. And we're perhaps fortunate that VAR stepped in the way. Um, I, I mean, shortly after half-time... Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos exchange a 1-2. The winger dives in the box looking for a penalty. Can we talk about that? Because John Beaton gives it some thought, points to the spot, then changes his mind after consulting VAR, and it's an embarrassingly long check, as it always is, which results in the ref then nipping over to the screen to have a look. How they can't see such blatant cheating is beyond me, McIver. In fairness, isn't the rule that if they think it is beaten has to go to the screen even if VR thinks it is a dive I don't know you're arguably more well informed than me in that scenario I'm so pretty I'm sure it's even I'm pretty sure it's even if VR are like we think this is a dive you need the the ref needs to go and see if it's enough for him but in fairness I've been very critical of the usage of the technology I, I, the technology is not at fault here it's just the officiating yeah. before they eventually reach the correct conclusion yeah uh, Alfredo Morelos would smash it straight at Xander Clark. Fashion Sakala scores his second and the Jairs' third disallowed goal of the evening. Um, I thought he was just on, but then it's obviously we discover that it's Alfredo Morelos after receiving the pass initially, who who's correctly judged offside. We had Xander Clark dropping the ball as much as he was great. That gave me a heart scare. Um, Alan Forrest shot straight at Alan McGregor as we tried to go seeking a response. Alan Forrest did well as well. Alan Forrest and Keogh both came off the bench and did well. Ch- changes have been good in recent weeks actually as we'll, as we'll, as we'll get yeah. to later on that's that's one thing I can't criticise um, but it wasn't to be long before Rangers had the ball in the hearts net for a sixth time uh, the third time that it would actually count Connor Goldson clipping out wide over the hearts defence to find the rampaging fashion Sakala who goes down the line centres for Alfredo Morelos to slot home <sighs> VAR gets this and pretty much everything right but again I just want to speak about how poor it is defensively. I, I, again, like this, this to me reminded me of Joe Aribo's goal, where Connor Goldson just sends a long ping, and albeit Aribo takes it down with a phenomenal first touch and slams beyond Gordon. But there's been a lot of commotion in, dare I say, the West Coast media and other sporting outlets. Uh, Neil McCann has had his say on Alfredo Morelos' celebrations, Daniel McIver. Um, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because for me, he has absolutely every right to do so. Um, I can't pretend that I don't like the dark arts and shithousery that comes through football. I, I can't say that I didn't enjoy Toby Civic's shushing or ear covering Easter Road. Um, and uh, my favourite player of all time is, of course, Rudy Scatchell. And look at the amount of shushing that he did in his career. So it would be very hypocritical of me to say that Alfredo Morelos cannot do that. Um, what are your thoughts? It's so boring, man. Like, see if yous give abuse to somebody all night and then he gives a bit back to you and you can't handle it. You shouldn't be in a football ground. <laughs> yeah, like, well said. Jesus Christ it's fine do you not think cares? this is just the way that we're that we're headed in society and life I no, don't mean to get no, too I don't. I, no I don't no I really don't I think it's do just anymore. no that's the mentality that is causing this oh, this oh, weird oh, thing oh, that people are like oh, oh, oh what have I oh. done here yeah like going oh you can't say this now you can't do that now it's like no what actually happens is 
some things as time goes on no longer becomes appropriate and some folk then go that now means you can't do anything it's like no you can it's just some things very obviously you can and shouldn't do or and other things are fine or you can't say something at risk of offending somebody where you should perhaps be apologising before you've even said it that's but it's I like but that there's nothing wrong with that in the sense of going oh yeah that like for example we'll get to it with a, a certain red card that will come up that type of challenge <laughs> that type of challenge in previous years wouldn't even be a booking it would be fine no. but it's like the game moves on so just oh well that that basically, that basically answers, answers my question for later on then. yeah just like the Morelos thing is people who like Neil McCann was <laughs> so weird and Neil, the, the tweet that emerged Neil McCann when he's running at sale yeah the that's what I was going to say like, yeah. like doing the huddle when he was a Rangers playing stuff like that like Neil come on man I really like you but that was mental so did I, I, I Neil McCann's one of my favourite pundits to listen to I'm disappointed that he's not got back into management I thought he did really well at Inverness and it seemed like but that's, I think that was his plan I think he's like that's my last thing yeah. I'll be remembered for yeah, being yeah. really good rather than the spell at Dundee yeah, yeah. end on a good note I respect that yeah yeah, because he's an agent now as well Neil McCann I think I think, he's got, so. I think he's got a couple right. couple players on his books um, Connor Goldson then handles in the area final thoughts on that final thoughts on it's the Rangers game it's not anyway it's not, it's not but it like it, does. it hits his you knee. see them given though this is this is the annoyance for me the inconsistency where you see some of those given I'm I don't you. think you've seen any of them given since the World Cup breaks come back though oh interesting because they made a, the that. refs made a completely concerted effort to change uh, the way that they uh, are that reviewing the handball no. rule with VR well, are you, I was going to say F.A. Ambrose at Parkhead maybe but that's that's just a nonsense. For more that one though wasn't. I would argue that wasn't the same thing, because it it yeah. kind of hit but, mm. hit his side and hand at the same time as opposed to coming up off but his again, body. Like, and then uh, uh, that just like it might not be the same, but that just echoes my concerns regarding the entire handball rule. It's just yeah, the handball rule nonsense. is ridiculous and uh, needs sort of needs a revamp. Uh, but that was that. 3 0. Yeah, cool. Brilliant. Yeah. Right, technically, an improvement over the last Time Castle <laughs> game. We're now one. Yeah. We've saved one goal, so we'll just need four more games before we start picking up points. It's yeah. fine. Isn't it amazing that we actually performed better with 10 men? <laughs> wow. What, what an ironic thought. Well, as, uh, as, as only hearts could. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, 4 0, 3 0. So we've got, yeah, 2 0 defeat, a 1 0 defeat. So it was three games to go before it, yeah, we, we draw 0 0. See? Positive. Can't we wait for that? Cannot oh. wait. <laughs> that, that could prove the difference as we finish third. Yep. You're lucky. I thought I'd be a lot, a lot angrier. I actually know <laughs> this game made me angry as well for different reasons because this was just this was class. This was an embarrassment. Well, I said Dundee United, Dundee United Hearts, the most underrated fixture in Scottish football. Of course, it was class. Oh, I kind of started to hate it though because they're dirty <laughs> bastards. Oh, an absolute gang. It's but, insane. But, but before we get into that, we're going to go around the grounds again. Um, there was another quintet of, sorry, quartet of fixtures on the Saturday uh, and a Sunday match to, to accompany ours. Aberdeen responded with a 3-1 defeat at Pataudry, with a 3-1 win at Pataudry over a really seriously struggling Motherwell who I dread to be going to next week because everything is going absolutely woefully for them and it's going pretty well for us. So that, to me, just equals disaster 
um, and it equals 1-0 Paul McGinn header. Um, <laughs> Livingston also managed to clinch a 3-1 victory over Kilmarnock. A very impressive, strong first half from the Lions. Stephen Kelly's goal was an absolute beauty as well. Yeah. Um, Rangers squeezed past Ross County. Couldn't match that same intensity at Tynecastle because obviously we'd worn them out with how easy their training session was as they scraped past the Staggies. Um, thanks to a deflected Borna Barisic free kick in what seemed to be an absolute snooze fest. Um, and, an annoying, and an annoyingly impressive 1-0 victory for Hibernian in Paisley. Only the second time that the Buddies have lost at home in the Scottish Premiership all season. Their first defeat in the league in Renfrewshire since July. Um, I'm talking about Motherwell. It was actually a then managerless <laughs> Motherwell that won there. So that just sums them up. Uh, and Celtic won 4-1 at McDermott Park. Nobody cares. St Johnston, you are jobbies. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, who, ga- who cares about the old firm games? Nice. Uh, Yuan is kind of proving me right a wee bit when I was like, I think there is a player there. He's just not being used. Find his edge. Go check out who scored for uh, some plunkers oh, article about that. Yep. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just doing well. St Mirren just seemed off it, uh, which is something that you can't really accuse them of this no, season. But uncharacteristically they... poor, weren't they? Yeah. Um, Motherwell are just absolutely minging. <laughs> they are going down, aren't they? Let's just be honest. I think they are. I think they, I are, think as they well. are. I saw they were um, twelve to one a couple of weeks ago to finish bottom. That was a great price. Should have leapt on that. Oh, the hell. Yeah, should have done. Um, Killy but didn't just cannot pick up any there. points away from home. Like I don't know what. February going on. and you've not won away from home in the league. Honestly, this league, it like it is jobbies. I'm I'm one of those that wants to believe that the Scottish game is improving year upon year. I do think it's a slightly better standard than it was last year. However, when stats like that just do not make any sort of sense. How can it be February and you've not won away from home in the league? I do not care as long as hearts are good. The rest of the league can be absolutely minging if you want. That doesn't matter. Um, So yeah, it was very interesting when you get a very rare scoreline replicated three times across all the results with three three ones. Very much so. I mean, imagine trying to predict Scottish Premiership results week by week. That would drive anybody absolutely What kind of idiot would get involved with that? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And particularly when said idiot's Hearts team uh, get the better of Dundee United by a 3-1 scoreline when he put them to win by a 2-1 scoreline. So that was great. Uh, But I backed the boys to bounce back. And we did exactly that. Robbie Nielsen making two changes to the side that lost in midweek to Rangers. Um, central midfield players sit playing in central midfield as Andy Halliday <laughs> returned to the team in place of Garan Kual uh, while Alan Forrest came in for Alex Cochran so resorted to the 3-4-3 I can see <laughs> I can see a very angry McIver I wonder why um, Xander Clark in goal back three of James Hill Toby Civic and Kai Rolls Alan Forrest right wing back Stephen Kingsley left wing back with Andy Halliday and Robert Stodgrass in the middle of the park Mackay, Shankland and Ginelli all in attack. Mr McIver, I'm assuming that you're incredibly annoyed that the GOAT, Alex Cochran, was dropped for this match. Would I be correct in assuming so? Right, listen. I get it. There is no player who has played outfield for us more than Alex Cochran. Could do with a wee he rest. He deserves a rest. He does. But <laughs> I would argue he deserves that rest. He should get that rest. Maybe in the time when we're not playing for a week and then we're playing... <laughs> 
team bottom of the championship so you could theoretically drop him for that and we should theoretically be fine so you could give him a two week rest for that and then if he needs a rest why after nine minutes is he the first one to be sent to warm up why is that a thing surely <laughs> if he needs a rest yep yep surely if he needs a rest surely if he needs a rest he shouldn't be the first one warming up and how did Stephen Kingsley keep his place after that Rangers oh. game? Yeah. And then, look at the impact Cochrane had when he came on. We won that game because of the subs on numerous Fully. levels. Fully. But Cochrane was one of them. And it, I, I tweeted as he scored because I was angry. It never should have <laughs> been dropped. And I stand by it, even though I understand he needs a rest. I just don't think that game was the game to give him a rest. Well, MacIver, it looked as though you were spot on in him not being dropped, or the fact that he shouldn't have been dropped after just eight minutes, as we were looking for a response from the Rangers result and performance, and we got off to the ideal start in doing so. Um, Charlie Mulgrew receives on halfway after numerous United players recycle possession. Craig Sibbald is allowed time to just turn on the centre circle. Slips in on Mari Niskanen, who centres... For Stephen Fletcher. Now, after being forced wide, the former Hibs front man stays on his feet, slips through Xander Clark's legs to grab his sixth goal of the season. Half of those have come against Hearts. <laughs> Three of six. How embarrassing is that? And McIver, just like in the midweek match, <laughs> it again is dreadful defending <laughs> from a Heart of Midlothian perspective. I am sick to death of these clouds giving up such sorry, sorry goals. In fairness, they've not done it for weeks. Too frequently, this... but they just, when it rains, it pours. This week, they've been like, we'll get out of our system now. And in right. fairness, if that's if the last get of it, system, yeah, fine that's fine. Fletcher, oh. twice now, Christmas Eve at Tyredice, and here, has absolutely bullied our defence. Which a striker was, of his experience should. Yeah, but, but maybe not a striker a, of his current form should. At 36, 35, whatever he is, against yeah. three centre-halves. Yeah. He was just... Rolls two games in a row has just been bullied by him. Completely and utterly bullied by him. Um, of all it's the a really good finish. that they've had up front, he's by far had the best career. You can see that even now. Yeah, absolutely. And you can tell... And it is, that's a, great, what, it listen, is a great finish. I'll say this now. I I know it's mental to say as we're in game week 25 Oh, I thought you were going to say that you've got a soft spot for Stephen Fletcher. No, no. I, I think, what are we, game week 25? E 24, I think. I think we've played 25, whereas oh, Livingston and St Mirren have played 24. We have played 25. Right, directed. so, basically, I still think Dundee United are in a false position. So Which is mental to say, considering yeah. we're more than halfway through the season. But, but every this time way, I see them... Sorry, this just sums up the Scottish media sometimes. And again, I'm culpable of it. I deem Motherwell to be absolutely rank. I think Dundee United are a decent outfit, and yet they're on the same points after the point. same game. But you're right to and think Motherwell that, are though. just... It is weird. It's... Every time I see them, whether it be against us... And I'm actually at the game, so I see the full 90 minutes. Or I'm watching sports scene and I see them. They always look like a team with decent players in a system that they know what they're doing. Maybe just can't just take see... their dinner. 
incapable yeah, of picking up points. It's crazy. Uh, I, I won't I, say again, this. Again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm going to sound like a broken record, but Dylan Levitt, see, watching him, I know he wasn't at his best at the weekend, but well, for I was the going dough to that they've brutal. paid, what a phenomenal footballer. I think he's hugely overrated. Not, not having it. Not having I it. I don't see what you see not in him. Not having it. I genuinely I don't. He's a top, for, top player. In the second half, my brother turned to me when he received the ball and went, has he been playing the whole game? And I was like, I think so, yeah. And he was like, what? He's done nothing. It wasn't that he wasn't at his best. He did literally nothing in the game. And I feel like most of the time I see him, wow. he's like that as well. I would be, see if he was at us. I would be incredible. You're speaking about money that we've spent on people. If we spent that amount of money on Levitt and we were getting the performances that Dundee United are getting out of him, that I've seen, obviously I'm not a United fan so I don't watch him every single week, I'd be disappointed. I don't see what you see at all. I really do. But that's maybe just me. Um, Okay. That's that's fine. Look, it's a game of opinions. That's that's what what it's all about. That's 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 why we're here. That's the beauty of football. Yeah, exactly. How, How cheesy is that? Um, I'm right. But what I do want to talk about is just just how rubbish we were in the first, I was going to say half, hour, 65, 70 minutes. 70. 70, 70. minutes. Um, after 26, Liam Smith, a so-called Hearts reject, um, combines with Peter Pollitt, who replaces, who or sorry, who replaced the injured Jamie McGrath in the warm-up. Oh, it was so good. He sends a wicked ball in search of Stephen Fletcher again. A menacing ball into the box, but thankfully there was no connection made. But on 27 minutes, McIver, the game's complexion changes entirely. Dundee United's club captain Ryan Edwards is sent off following a challenge on Andy Halliday, which Nick Walsh initially doesn't appear remotely interested in. Gives a Dundee United throw-in. Well, thank you, because United have since launched an appeal we don't know the outcome as of yet at the time of recording but what did you uh, what did you make of said challenge I think you it sort is of baffling I think it is baffling if that gets overturned it I, is, I, I, I don't think it will I don't think it will but we we'll, we know how this is going to go at one o'clock tomorrow afternoon it'll get overturned and we're sat here a few hours later going I don't think it will Mind but you, I, I, I don't think it will I mean what have we had recently Nicky Clark's rightfully got overturned uh, I, I don't think it was rightfully. I think that's a red card. I think that's as much a red. I think that's as much a red card as the this one. Oh, you're I joking! Ross ja- McCrory's Ross McCrory's is. I think Ross McCrory's is. I think Nicky Clark's is. I think Jack should have been sent off. And I think this is a red card. Clark's isn't, but McCrory's is. The, the, I think Clark's the, is. This definitely. is this is the thing for me because when I watch the replays of this, Ryan Edwards does get contact on the ball. But he sort of wants to leave one on Andy Halliday. In, yeah, in my opinion, intent. yeah, I, I've messaged Ryan a couple of times. A lovely fella, but it's where he catches Andy Halliday, and it he just goes in that little bit too recklessly for me. I don't think there's any intent to hurt Halliday, but I think there's intent to leave one on him. Yeah, yeah, fully. And it's just you see Halliday kind of incredulously being like. Look at my leg. Yeah. How are you saying that's not? How are you saying that's not even a foul? Nick that's not Walsh. a yellow. Nick Walsh to me is the worst referee in Scotland, and that is by no, the second worst. That is no mean feat. Who's who's the worst for you? Greg Aitken. Greg Aitken. What game? He refed the two all Dundee United at. at uh, oh, I did Christmas lose Eve. control of it that day. 
Yeah. I think no, he's, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still I'd, Wolf. I'm not going to complain if you put Nick Walsh at number one because I think he's right no. up there. We'll get to another red card decision he makes later on that is oh, insane. But, McIver, again, like I don't want to overlook my main point here. Up to that point, we've created nothing. And I want to ask you, do we, honestly, hand on heart, do we win that game 11 versus 11? Because to me, the answer is, without question, no. And that is a slight concern. I don't know. Because we'll ultimately think, never know. Yeah, but in theory, I don't think United's game plan changed that much. I think <clears throat> they got a goal and went, let's sit on this. Yeah, they created some chances over the top for Fletcher. Mm-hmm. But generally, I think the game was, let's just control this. Let's set up in a block of five, a block of four, Fletcher on his own, and do it. I don't think the red card actually had that big of an impact on the game. Which may be a negative for us. We may say that we didn't take control for- of that game First half, it didn't, first half it didn't yeah. buy United's chances because there's one where Mark Birigiti sends a goal kick and Toby mm-hmm. Civic misjudges it. Fletcher has a phenomenal first touch and he sort of looks yeah. to lob Xander Clark, just gets it wrong, thankfully. Um, and then we're let off the hook against 10-man United before half-time. Niskanen pounces on a heavy forest touch, plays a 1-2 with Levitt before Pollock's efforts blocked. United are screaming for a handball and potential penalty before then Glenn Middleton smashes the woodwork and Fletcher has an, an effort headed towards goal from a corner that's headed back out by Snodgrass I mean to me Hearts were lucky to only be trailing by one heading into half time we were but at the same time I think it's emblematic of why Dundee United are where they are perhaps but again looking for a response from that Rangers result and performance that ain't the right way to go about it no, I do think there needs to be an element, and we've seen today as we're recording, Lawrence Shankland come out and say this. I do think there needs to be an element of patience. When He was on Go Radio tonight as we record this. Yeah, yeah he was actually, speaking about his captaincy. Um, I think there's an element of, yes, we as fans, when we get beat by Rangers in such a convincing way, want them to come out the traps, absolutely fly and put three past Dundee United to a bottom of the week by halftime. But at the same time, as Shankland was saying, we play a style of football. It's been incredibly beneficial to us results-wise in the last three months, last 12 games, whatever you want to say. I understand going, let's not abandon this after one bad result. We were previously 10 unbeaten. Let's keep doing this. Even when we go behind, let's not lose our heads. I have no problem with the passing around the back because... You see what it's meant to do. It's meant to be drawing teams in to pr- make them press in Create situations gaps either... and then try yeah. and exploit the gaps. I, I get that. It's possession with a purpose, which I don't yeah. have any qualms with. I do understand that there are times where... I know it's especially with Snodgrass and Rolls. Rolls a couple of times opened his body to play a pass forward, but Snodgrass shouts to get it into feet. And Rolls clearly feels that's what he should do. And Snodgrass shouldn't be asking for it, in my opinion. There was a couple of times where he's really close and tight. But another positive of Snodgrass is that he always asks for it. He never shies away. He's he constantly wants it. He's our best ball player. Yes, absolutely. So I do understand why he's constantly wanting it. But he doesn't need to want it every time one of our centre-halves has it. When there is a pass on. And again, speaking about subs, I think the subs really helped. And again, speaking about Alex Cochrane, because Cochrane 
Weirdly, I think it was a fault of his last season where he didn't want to get as forward as much. A hundred percent. And as he's grown in confidence, he's just yeah. Yeah. Now, now, now I seem to be typing marauding Alex Cochran just about every week because he does. Yeah. It gets up. And I think that's the thing. I do understand the frustration. Listen, I, I, I never want to boo. I never boo, regardless of the situation. I, I just don't think it's helpful. I understand why people do it, and I'm not going to say to others, don't. But it must be, as Shanklin said, we're doing very well right now. We had one slip-up. We don't need to just... It's not throwing the baby out of the bathwater. Just everybody keep the heat. But then I'm going to try and look at it from a different perspective. A couple of years back... We're accused of not acting like a big club. Like, how am, I, how am I wording this? Has Robbie become a victim of his own success, whereby the standards have raised so high that if we're not at it, the fans will let the players know? Or do, do you get what I'm trying to say? I feel I know like, what you mean. Like, we're, we're, we're told Hearts are a big club. This is us acting like a big club. And yet, some fans would rather that we don't in this instance. I disagree this is what acting like a big club does. I don't think going, if we're not at it, we're going to boo you. And I don't think that's what a lot of people are thinking. I think, though, considering how successful this team has been, you can go, listen, I'm sat here. That, that first half was not good enough. It was very poor. And then the 20 minutes after it was very poor as well. With the way that this team is right now... As soon as United went down to 10, I was pretty confident we'd get back into the game. Yeah, definitely. This, this, was, this was blissfully unaware. Like I, I obviously wasn't at the game. Dad had the ticket. I, I was seeing the scores coming in. I thought, bastard, hearts have fallen behind. As soon as I get word that there's a red card, I think, I look at the team, I think, we've got enough quality to turn that around. Definitely. And we've seen that numerous times this season. And it's something that even even last season wasn't really a part of the team because most of the time it didn't need to be. Most of the time yeah. we were ahead at points. So even if we conceded, it was like, it's fine, we're ahead. We basically only ever showed it when we played Ross County. Like, Ross County seemed to be the team that we showed coming back into games. Whereas, this season we've shown it so many times. So, I understand people's frustration. These last two games for most of it hasn't been good enough but I don't think they just suddenly go right what's the like change a bunch no. of stuff change no. the system and all that part no no you, you, it's trying to find the right balance isn't it because you're like from a personal perspective I'm frustrated but really we're doing what's expected of us so how yeah. can you and it's, also it's I get, trying to find I the right like, balance I like defensive football I know, I know that that's different. I, I like, like for example, I'd rather watch Italian football than most other football because I like how solid defensively they are, and then they break forward through that. The fact that all your favourite players are defenders just yeah, that exactly. Just, that just sums it up. Yeah, oh, really. What so a, what a I know that for more people, they're going to prefer watching free form attacking football, and of course, I'd love it if we do that. But I also really love seeing us be solidly defensively I know this weekend oh. this week isn't a great example of it but generally <laughs> the, the bunch of clean sheets that we've kept considering yeah, without, one without a doubt. Play, that, that is I, pleasing because it always gives you it gives you a chance yeah absolutely without a doubt um, 
like you alluded to substitutes I mean Stephen Humphreys looked to make an immediate impact off the bench he sent a drive straight at Birigiti receiving from Barry Mackay Robert Snodgrass would slide wide on 49 minutes after advancing trying to place it in the bottom right corner but as much as we were holding on to possession trying to probe nothing really came to fruition up until 70 minutes when the Jambos would eventually pull level through who else but the standing skipper Lawrence Shankland McIver were fortunate with a deflection I think on, on Barry Mackay's cross that's headed high by Liam Smith and then Shanklin's drive itself is diverted home by Omari Niskanen couldn't give a toss and just as Stephen Fletcher loves a goal against us Lauren Shanklin certainly loves bagging against United I don't think in our lifetime we've had a striker that can do that out of absolutely nothing just get us back into a game so we've had good. We've had players, probably. Like, Rudy could do that in terms of... Rudy could pick a ball up for 25 yards and hit it. And it'd be like, oh, there's a chance this can go in here. Hartley was really good at driving and just kind of making someone out of nothing. I was, it's funny you mentioned Hartley there, because I was thinking, like, other players that carry standards. Like, Stephen Naismith raised everybody else's level mm-hmm. yeah. to an extent. Shanklin, though, I, I just don't think we've ever had a striker that in the box can just do that just bang out of absolutely nothing. It's not a coincidence that we're lacking a 20-goal striker for yeah. your three decades. And you've gone, oh, we found one. And look, look, a striker that's confident in the box and he scores goals. My dad, after it, was like, that's what Robo did. We would have games where we were doing nothing for an I'm, hour and a I'm, bit. I'm loving the Robo comparisons because I just, I, I, again, we're of that same ilk whereby... We don't know what that's been like. Yeah, we the, missed The them. older generation have been harping on about Robo since he retired yeah. in 98. Adamant that we've never replaced him. And it sort of seems like we have now. He's just... It's so good. It immediately got the crowd up. There's and suddenly you go... And you didn't initially see. Maybe it would be the same with Levitt. But... Sorry. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, Sorry. In fairness, that was the one thing I thought Shanklin would be good at, just in the box. Yes, yeah. Poetry style. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just amazing. I understand why the check lasted so long, because I'll be totally honest with you, I've watched the back a few times, and I can't tell if he's onside or not. So I totally get why the check took a while, and it's really funny if you watch back the highlights, and you see Jig on the bench, looking over at Shanklin, going, what's it for? Is it offside? And Shanklin's like, and again, and Jig's like, near they are. No idea what's happening. But, Nobody's amazing. Love, love him. Love so him. good, aren't they? Just, uh, again, like, t- that is money well spent. Brilliant. The little push he does oh. to get away from everybody to create that yard of space. The shithousery. Just, yeah, I, just I, I, I love that guy. Standard skipper. That is one of the best things that Robbie could have done as well, was make him skipper. Yeah. To show, like, basically prove his worth because yep. where else are you going to sign a 20 goal a season striker for 500 yeah. racks my guy um, six minutes later however your man my guy <laughs> the Jambos <laughs> would turn the game on its head starts on the right hand side Not well another one of your guys Garankio yes. spins deep inside his own half he advances slips inside to Stephen Humphreys who passes out wide to Barry Mackay Barry Mackay looks to come inside as he so often does finds the marauding Alex Cochran who sends a lovely left-footed drive into the bottom corner. It's a quick turnaround, which has hearts ahead. 
and Alex Cochran loves a goal against Dundee United Dundee at Tynecastle. He absolutely does. Uh, it is a great goal from everyone. Wonderful involved. goal. Gran came on, and it was easily his best performance. He did so well. He was nipping into stuff. He hit a challenge that I was convinced was going to be a red right at the very end of the game. But it's like I love that. Just he's so into, he's so wee, <laughs> but he just properly goes in it. Just but that one. that moment is like oh he's. He can. He's going to be a level above when he's a few years older. Just knowing that he has the confidence to allow the Dundee United player to get touch tight to him cool because under he's just pressure got to go. as well, isn't he? Yeah, evades his marker really well. Does so well. Plays it inside to Humphreys. Humphreys as well. He let it come across him because yeah. he can feel Niskanen coming in. And he's Plays aware of sort of the runners yeah. that are going to be up in support of him. Plays it Mackay, and you can tell in the stadium if you were there that everybody thought he fucked the pass because <laughs> it was like, no, play it in front of him, play it in front of Mackay. But, but it's inch perfect to be fair to me, Barry. It's great. Mackay does so well to take a touch, and you can, if you listen back to the SBFL highlights or the Sky highlights without commentary, you can hear Alex just scream, Barry, now, as he runs past. And again, guy. you. You would not think that's a left wing back no. in the box. The confidence he has to, to let it go across. He doesn't snatch it, as you say. It's a great goal. And so is the first one. But sadly, no one is ever going to remember either of those two goals. Why? Just because it's a left back? No, because of what happens next. Oh, well, that's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, it's the Yeah, fair point. <laughs> ah, yeah, and the other one... Was kind of Ben Woodburn's finish as well, wasn't it? Was it yeah. Five two. Yeah. Yeah. Poor wee Alex, man. Oh, yeah. just again, one of the best bits of business we've done. Yeah. For yonks. Uh, before yeah. we get talking about the goal that you were referring to, and which conveniently just broke my hand. My mind. <laughs> what have <you> done? <laughs> I've just punched my desk with excitement about Alex Cocker and broke my hand. Continue. We've never had an injury mid-podcast. I um, don't know. Josh Janelli's sending off occurs on 95 Minutes. You touched on it earlier. The the most frustrating thing about this for me is we can't appeal this because it's two no, yellow cards. Yeah, no. So he receives the first for suspected time-wasting and the second is after a round of sarcastic applause. Right, listen. The second <laughs> booking is an idiot, right? What are you doing? Do not sarcastically <laughs> applause any referee. Never mind Nick Walsh, right? What are you doing? It's stupid. Do you know? What? Do you know? Has the tendency to do that though? If you remember, he's yeah. sending off against Rangers. There's like an yeah. altercation with I think it's Devlin and Barisic, and he just comes over and gets involved anyway. Just can't help yeah. himself, do you know. But the first booking. Listen, I know that you weren't there, so it's hard for you to attest to this. From when they scored, Dundee United started time wasting. Oh, in the second I'm half, glad, I'm glad I wasn't there because nothing honestly infuriates me more. In the second half, there was a moment on the Wheatfield side; they had a throw in about seventy minutes, and it took <laughs> Walsh went over three times and spoke to him and didn't book him. The but, oh, sorry, were the ball people quick in returning the ball in search for the had the, They well. had the ball in his hand the right, first okay. time that's Walsh fine, because that's my biggest pet peeve of football. I spoke about this recently. Birigiti kept doing that thing where he puts the ball down and he moves it to the other oh, side of his line. Oh, my God. Part, right? Oh, the so, worst. So, for 90 minutes, 
Dundee United are time wasting and I don't think anybody got booked slash maybe one person did do you know that was our first bit of what you'd call time wasting and Gino gets booked for it it is absolutely insane and it is a testament to that Nick Walsh aspect of I'm the referee I'm in charge I've decided just go over and speak to them just say go go go. no 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 no, on you go just say just say I'm adding time on here Josh doesn't matter what you're doing I'm adding on time and then if he gets sarky then book him don't just be like my immediate reaction is a booking (laughs) I'm just looking at the bookings here so Peter Paul on 13 minutes and Craig Sibbald on 21 were United's only bookings no way Stephen Humphreys came on on 46 minutes and within 48 minutes was booked I love that bloke so much what a hero I thought he was going to get sent off for that booking I know Oh, that is that is sensational. But it is not as sensational as the minute that I'm about to allude to. And this is something that I am semi-angry that I wasn't there in attendance to see. <sighs> wow. Dundee United go and search for an equaliser. It's obviously now 10 versus 10 at this point. Dylan Levitt lost forward for Fletcher to flick on. Kira Freeman tries to get it under control, get a shot away before Snodgrass looks to intercept. Stephen Humphreys picks up the ball inside his own half, unfortunately on the edge of his own box. He just looks to drive, just continues to drive, spots only Kewal really in support, notices Birigiti off his line, and from inside his own half, it's got to be 50 yards, 60 yards, sends a left-footed drive, a left-footed lob, an absolute beauty a beautifully weighted ball over Birigiti who who is off his line and into the net I can't do this goal any justice it's a Puskas Award nomination it has to be a Puskas Award nomination and McIver the simple question that I'm going to ask you is and I think I know the answer is this the best goal that you've seen at Tynecastle Park? It's the best goal I've ever seen in person at a football game. Wow. It is it is unbelievable. As soon as he hit it, my dad started celebrating going it's in. When he knows see, it's in. Yeah. When you see the angle from behind the goal, Garang puts his arms up as soon as he hits it because he knows it's in. There's folk it that is, are steaming in hospitality yeah. in the gorgy stand that know that it's in. It is unbelievable. It's the fact he picks it up on the edge of his own box and out muscles three guys. And just Love on that. his weak foot I know. to look up and go, I can see this. And we spoke about Neil McCann earlier and we were kind of critical of him. I'll do the opposite here and praise him. He describes it perfectly. It's like a golf shot. Yeah, a lob on the lo- green or... Yeah. yeah. It's not just a hit and hope. It's not just, oh, I think he might be he off He knows here. exactly what he's it. doing. The ball, there's almost no movement on it. It is straight as an arrow. Beautiful. It doesn't bounce. The first time it makes contact is with the back of the net in the bottom corner. It is easily the best goal I've ever seen. That previously was Kingsley's goal at Hamden 
last season for the second, but this is better. Which is fine because I missed it. <laughs> exactly. That's what makes this one that little bit better, knowing that you didn't see it in person. Oh, this just reeks of 14-15 missing cow to beat 10 0 I was there as well. That, that was my sit that was only one of two games at home I went to that season. That was the only home game I missed. <laughs> Dad took my sister. I've never been so raging in all my life. Can you stay away? Because whenever you don't come, games are class. You need to stay away from Easter Road. I just need to stay away from Tidecastle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the deal. Fine. I'll we'll do that. I'll never go back to Easter Road if you never come back to Tidecastle. Oh, There's similar already. levels of giving up stuff. <laughs> Oh. Just amazing. I know, I'm but so in fairness, my last two games at Tynecastle were a 3 0 Derby win and a 5 0 Humping of Aberdeen, so it can't all be bad. True. But, very true. Sorry, I cut you off there, as I have done numerous times this episode. He was so good when he came on, generally. Got to get him on a permanent from Wigan, haven't we? I mean, now, that goes added an extra Maloney. zero, though. Well, that's the only annoying thing. I watched Wigan actually Monday night away at Blackburn. Apparently, they were quite good. Oh, according to who? I mean, the fact that Black... a Blackburn fan. Well, according if Blackburn get promoted out of the playoffs, that is nothing short of a disgrace because they were an abomination. That game, right. that so game could get that. football stopped, honestly. Yeah. But Sean Maloney now in charge. Are we going to do that business? Uh, he know. seems very happy. He's gagging on the move. I, know. I love that about him. So he bad. wants it. We all want it. Make it happen, Hearts. Make it. He's happen. got a class song as well. That he does. And Gorgie's number 29 will probably be the man leading the line as Hearts take on Hamilton Ackes in the Scottish Cup next up. They're beginning to pick up under former Hearts youth coach John Rankin, unbeaten in the last five, playing as we record in the Challenge Cup against Queen of the South. I shall check the latest score. They're winning 1-0 through former Hearts player Dario Zanata. Oh, wow. Getting a goal. Jesus. Close with a... Uh, Queen you know, of the a close South personal friend of mine as well. Absolute dross. Um... So there you go. Thoughts ahead of this one, MacIver. I mean, I'm going. Don't end so it because we'll get beat. Four. Oh no, nice. it's one all now. Oh nice. Ross Irving nice. has just equalised. Oh, lovely. So I'm going, which means we'll get beat because I'm. I never see us win away from home. <laughs> um, in fairness, though, I was at the last. No, not the last. One of the last away games in the cup. I was at that Falkirk game where Sean Clare scored that oh penalty. Oh my and god, that horrific was horrific rain. Oh Jesus. Yep, that was mental. Yeah, so, I went to Aki's earlier on in the Scottish Cup. East Kilbride got battered 4 0. So hopefully okay. it's not a repeat of that. It's not the um, same. I'm not going I mean, on Friday night. I've given my ticket away. We should win. We should. We should be able to put any team out and win. Score prediction? Yeah. Oh shit! Wait, can this go, this kind of go to replays? Can it? No, settled on the time. I'll say because I'm continuing my trend. The same penalty uh, draws. I'll say penalties, which means it was a draw in normal time, and then we'll win because that's the way it's been going, with the exception of the Rangers. Nice. What about you? Uh, well, I got the United score correct on the pod, albeit wrong in my preview, um, and I'll go for another two goal margin, but with a clean sheet. Two 0 to Jam Tarts. Take that. I will take that every day. Uh, it'll be dull, it'll be boring because it's on the telly, but I won't care. I'll be tuning in and, and rolling the boys on. Before we go, Mr. McIver, the latest rendition of the quiz is here. Now, I'm going to apologise because this was obviously made up this afternoon, and by this afternoon I mean a couple of hours ago, so this could be really quite rubbish. Um, but I did do my research for 
one of the questions. Right. Two of the questions. That's fine. I did my research for all the questions, but one of them I'm really proud because I did a lot of thorough right. research and we'll see how it well, goes. Well, no getting that then. It's your but first. can this be the time where one of us gets into double figures for the Who Am I? Because if I get this, it's number 10. I, honestly, I've chosen something really obscure in the hope that you don't. So, knowing you, you probably will fluke it and somehow get there. Victor Noring. <laughs> That's my guess. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> right. First up if you say Swedish, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> First up is your multiple choice. Uh, I've got a true or false in there, and obviously got the who am I to, to conclude. Like I say, first up, your multiple choice. Alfredo Morelos made it 12 goals in 11 games against Hearts thanks to bagging a brace in our 3-0 defeat last midweek. But how many of those 12 have come at Tynecastle, Mr McIver? Is it A, 4? Is it B, 5? Is it C, Six, is it D seven? Right. When you said that, I forgot it was multiple choice, and a number came into my head, and that number is on that list. Okay. So I'm going to just quickly go C six. You bastard! How have you done that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just had it in my head. He's, according to my research, this could be wrong. He scored four Ibrox uh, and a brace at Hamden which means that there's a further six at Tynecastle. Three of those have come this season. That's really depressing. Let's move on. One from one. Good start. You're going to be really angry with this next question. In fact, you're going to be really angry with the next two questions. The second question, Mr McIver, is our weekend opponents, Dundee United, recently loaned out Tony Watt to join his seventh Scottish club. Can you name all seven of them? Jesus, wait, this is for one point. Whenever anybody questions me why I give hard questions, <laughs> it's for shit like this, exactly. right? I had to counter that movie one last week, come on. That was one option! Yeah, but I don't, I don't know anything about films, mate. I'm a football fan. Right. Celtic. One. Hearts. Two. Dundee United. Three. Motherwell. Four. St Mirren. Five. St Johnston. Six. And I don't know the seven. Oh! And, I don't, and this is what I'll happened give you a last time. Celtic signed him from this club. This was his, This was where he broke through, in essence. See, I want to say Aberdeen, but it's no Aberdeen. Um, this is what happened <laughs> You're last just time adamant that he's going to complete all the Premiership and you want to go to Aberdeen. <laughs> yeah. This is what happened last time. Ages ago, when you went, na- and it was also to do with Dundee United, when you went, name every Dundee United goal scorer, and I got eight out of nine, you went, no points. Right. Who did they sign him for? Who have I not said? I've not said Kilmarnock. I've not said Livingston. I'll give you a clue. They currently play in League One. Oh, what? Horrible football club. I thought it was. Premiership? No. Were they in the Premiership? It's 7th Scottish Club. No. Oh, 7th Scottish Club. Is it... They're in League One? Yeah. Right, I've got Dunfermline and Falkirk in my head. It's neither of those. Okay. I've got your helping hand here. I'm trying my, my best for you. I don't know Just any think of it, think of where he's from. One. I don't know where he's from. Right, do you want do you want the list of clubs in League One? You no, one. no. I'm just getting... I'm just going to guess. Okay. It's not Queen of the South. Or Forfer in League One. Barely I'll go Forfer. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, who is it? 
Airdrie. I would never have guessed that. So. Right, okay. That is a joke. Uh, do you know what? Out of pity, do I give you the point? I think I do. No, no. Oh, out of oh, the what? standings of this quiz, you don't, and you should be ashamed of that. Next question. Again, a club question. Hearts face Hamilton Ackes and former winger Dario Zanata in the Scottish Cup this weekend. But can you name the three teams that Hearts loaned him out to? No. Uh, uh, two are Championship, can, one in I League can name, One. I can name the League One one. Okay. Dunfermline. Incorrect. What? I saw, oh, no, he scored for us at Dunfermline. <laughs> I saw him in a pre-season. Right, Wraith. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. The other Queen two... Of the South? No. No. I don't know. One currently leads their respective league. and Was it Queen's Park? It was. Queen's oh. Park, Wraith Rovers and Aloha Athletic was the correct answer. Oh, of course. It it, I thought he'd left us for Aloha. I didn't realise we signed... My mate knows him very intimately. Oh, really? I should have, I should have asked... Oh, God's sake should have got clued up on Dario because you Shocking. know that he's just going to bag the winner at the weekend um, yeah absolutely <laughs> they go right up to Robbie giving it yeah, a gesture yeah, like Robbie exactly. was coming up in the main stand yeah oh dear right fourth question Mr McIver true or false Hamilton boss John Rankin never scored against Hart Midlothian in his professional career oh. right he definitely didn't again when he played for Hibs but did he when he played for anybody else I'm going to say false you would be correct it's false was it for Dundee United in a 4-1 victory over a young Hearts team back in December 2013 I think Gary McKay-Steeman uh-huh. also scored that day amongst others so very good 2 out of 4 not bad McIver not bad 2 out of 4 could argue I should have had 3 a, but it's a, fine a questionable 2 a questionable yeah. 2 out of 4 um, you're who am I this week though is a cracker or at least I think it's a cracker because I think it's going to be hard and I'm going to be really upset if you get it Uh, before we go on to it actually no I'm going to try and load up uh, Chrome as I'm talking here and get this man's Wikipedia up Um, I was one of seven signings for the Jambos in a January transfer window having previously played in Greece and Austria I featured 11 times for the famous HMFC 10 of which were starts but never scored for the club in my short stay. I would go on to play in Italy and Cyprus, having returned to Greece before another stint, another short stint in Austria, and I'm currently playing in the nation of my birth, despite having only been capped at under-21 level. Who am I? Right, Jesus. I have a name in my head, but I don't think you signed in January, so it makes okay. sense. Who, out of interest, who is the name in your head? I'm not going to take this. The name in my head... Obviously. Is Cholice, but I'm pretty sure we signed him right. in the summer. Right. Okay. What years, between what years did he play for us? Uh, so he signed in January 2017 and was released 22nd May 2017. So he was literally only at us for that short time. Mm-hmm. Right. So does that mean he was a car? signing Robbie had just no (laughs) no that's sorry that's me thinking out loud so wait Robbie no did we not beat Rangers with that Robbie Muirhead double in February 
Oh, I can't mind when you I thought that. we did. I think we spoke about this a couple of pods back. I thought we did, but I think I was incorrect. Or was I correct? <sighs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I'm trying to think of another question to ask. Is it stupid? You've used up a question now. I know. So you've got to think carefully. The problem is, what what was the final, the second last clue? Uh, I would go on to play in Italy and Cyprus, having returned to Greece before another short stint in Austria, and I'm currently playing in my nation of birth, despite having only been capped at under 21 level. The the stat that's thrown me is I played in Cyprus. I just don't know. I don't know when we signed Trulis. So I don't... Does it make sense though to ask the... I don't think it makes sense to ask the nationality. Because I'm stuck between do I ask the nationality or do I ask the position? Just I'm like I'm gonna go oh, sorry, go on. I'm gonna ask what nationality is the individual? The nationality of said individual is Greek. Oh my god! Right. Trulis definitely played for us in that season. But did he join us that way? Because he had that Motherwell game. <laughs> no, he definitely signed in the summer. Because he had like three really good games. So he's Greek. Who else is Greek that we had? And I can't ask the club. I doubt the clubs would have helped me because I don't know anybody. Truly, surely didn't he go and play in... Oh, is there another Greek person that I'm just forgetting? 16-17. So he would have played in the cup draw against Hibs at Easter Road that we lost at. Oh my God, we had Avlinitis as well. But did Avlanitis... Jo- oh, it's between Jolies and Avlanitis! <laughs> and I don't know which one it is! I think Jolies signed in the summer. So I'm gonna go... I don't know his first name. <laughs> Avlanitis. That's my guess. So you're going Avlin- Avlanitis? Avlanitis? Is that it? how he's adding? He said it starts with A V O N. Well, Daniel McIver. It's Cholis, isn't it? I hate to reveal this to you, but Alexandros Cholis signed in January 2017. Oh. That being said, you guessed Avlanitis, and Avlanitis is the correct answer. Yes! <laughs> Come on! So, because of your nonsense and getting it wrong, I thought I'd try and catch you out. And you've somehow guessed the wrong Greek fella and got it right. <laughs> this, this is what I'm up against, people. This is the luck ten, that goes for MacGyver, these who am I's, and doesn't ten, go for me. Ten. As soon as he said, whatever the first I clue was... I got you! So whatever the first clue was, my brain went, Trulis. But then when you said all this other part, because I was like, I don't think Trulis played in Italy. Or anything. It wasn't even for somebody noteworthy, mate. This is the thing. So, he played for Egaleo 
Elisiakos, Kavala, Panionios, Olympiakos, fair enough, Sturmgratz, okay. then signed for Hearts, then Panathinaikos, then back to Sturmgratz, then to Italy with Ascoli, played in Cyprus for Apollon Limassol, and he currently plays for Panseriakos? 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 Thank God I didn't ask the clubs, because that would They're not no have help. helped me in any oh, way. Damn, I honestly thought I'd roped you in yeah. with Siolis. Why would you guess Avonitis out those two? The only reason I remembered Avonitis is because I saw the clip of the goal we conceded at Easter Road when Jack Hamilton like palms oh, it in his own net, basically. And I saw somebody be like, they named a bunch of the players and Avonitis was there and I was like, Bloody hell, Avlinitis, mind him. I'd totally forgotten about him. Do you know what the annoying thing was? My, I thought about Motherwell at Fir Park today and I thought that was one of the best wins under Cathro. I think we won 3-0. Yeah. And Siolis was really good in the middle of the park. He was. And then I was like, I'll, I'll go back and see because who else signed in that window? I totally forgot that Avlinitis had signed for us as well on a free transfer, the same window. So I thought, brilliant, two Greeks, I'm going to try and lure in with one. But he somehow guessed the right one. That is so annoying. All because I got it wrong and thought Trollis exactly. Had this it is this is oh, this game winds me up. Get it up, you with your shitty Tony Watt question. I've now got ten. Who am I? Oh, that is really, really that. Honestly, of all the ones that you've got, that is without <laughs> doubt the most annoying. Because you had a plan to be yes. a dick, and you so confidently went, "Well, we definitely signed Siolis in the summer." <laughs> I was like, "Oh yes, fuck, come on." Well, on that note, what a great way to end this bumper episode. Oh, this has been the worst week, known to man. <laughs> It's been class. Best goal of my lifetime. Got a 10. Got it up, Adam. That's the trifecta that you want in a week. But if you have enjoyed it, please let us know. Leave us a review on the podcast platform, whatever one you listen to. If you're watching us on YouTube to see how fucking raging Adam is about all this, (laughs) please leave a like, comment, and subscribe. It's much appreciated. We're at Petter Paisley on all forms of social media. Petterpaisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. Adam, where can they get you on social media? They can get me berating the signing of Sassos Avlanitis with various angry tweets at Adam T. Kendall uh, and as well on all the socials. What about yourself, mate? I'm at DemoCarver22 where you will see me just basically turn into an Avlanitis fan page so that'll be a great laugh we'll be back next week to cover the Hamilton game preview the Motherwell game and anything else in between but until then we'll see you next time bye bye Monogites